it's podcast time. Oh, hey, Tom. Hello, you are listening to the Little Things in Life podcast. It's episode six, but it's episode one of the isolation tapes. For the first time, we're recording this podcast not in the same room. I'm in Sutney, Bury St Edmunds, where it's 2020, and we're going to go back to the early 1950s, and Katie in North Wales. Hello, Katie. Hello, Tom. It's Katie from North Wales. Wow. Well, so, yeah, this is completely Wi-Fi permitting. At any minute, it could cut out or go really bad, but... I'm not going to lie to you, the Welsh Wi-Fi isn't the best. We've got to work with what we've got. We're working with it. We're working with it. I mean, it's great feeling like a caller in. Yeah, the power of the internet. On my own podcast, but we'll roll with it. First time caller, lifelong listener. (laughs) Um, I've had a choice though, have I? So it's been been two weeks since we last recorded an episode. Quite Quite a lot's happened. Yes. How have you been filling your time in self-isolation, Katie? I've been I've been rushed off my feet. <laughs> Honestly, there's no there's no stopping with me. Um, I have I've done a lot. <laughs> it sounds it. It no, does sound it. I have um, been for some walks because you know. I live right by the sea. The can't see the sea today. It's a little bit cloudy out, but um, might go for a walk later. Um, just been—I don't know—just getting used to being at home, I suppose. Trying to get into the work routine and get a routine of doing uni work. Yeah, yeah. I've... Well, also to add, I've I've been doing a little bit of um. I've uh, been doing the at-home gym. <laughs> Jokes, we don't have an at-home gym. Do yeah. some weights in the garden with Peter. Yeah, got to stay active. Yeah, I've been doing... I've been managing to do the 10,000 steps a day round my own garden, listening to... I whack on... I found a new podcast um, called The Fighter Pilot Podcast, which is absolutely brilliant. That's just like these retired, like, military jet um, pilots just basically telling loads of stories and stuff. Um, but they're normally like an hour long and if I just walk around our garden's not very big but it's got a lot of different like paths and stuff and so if you just whack one of those on and walk around after like an hour you've done like near enough 10,000 it's that's so good or maybe it's like an hour and a half to be fair but yeah no that's uh it's I mean I feel like I'm in a lunatic asylum but um (laughs) it's you know what can you do in these in these bizarre times we find ourselves in bizarre is the word yeah, um, but yeah, I've been I've I haven't been doing that much work. I've been doing about two lectures a day, which I think's all right. That's more than than what I called work yesterday, Tom. Yeah, well, you know, you could you could always you could always do more. Um, we did a poll. Yes, nice one. Thanks for that. That really makes you feel great. Well, that's just <laughs> that's just a general life quote, I think. Um, we did a poll this week where we asked yeah, people i've got a few bones to pick no joking joking oh well i was talking about the one where we we're like what are you doing in self-isolation and we didn't we're hoping for people to give like quite good responses but well we've got like um ps4 yeah well that's gym. not a good response uh who said the gym oh jup but but obviously the home, home gym. gym um sims Eileen said Sims. I think that's literally the best suggestion we got, isn't it? Like Sims. Um Start up you can't you can't leave the house in real life, so just leave the house virtually. Um Yeah. So true. I've never Lots played of people Sims. just saying they were listening to the podcast and eating a lot. Yeah. We got a lot uh, of like, a lot of people said some quite nice things about the podcast, so thank you so much for that. Yeah, much appreciated. I've I mean I've never played Sims myself, so I don't fully understand it. I only played it on the iPod. on the iPod on on my iPod touch yeah when I was like I don't know how old I was but I spent too much on I didn't like the house it gives you to start with I spent too much on wallpaper and ended up having to like use my sim to like break into other people's houses so I could eat like steal their food and use their toilet because I like it gives you like a stock house but it's horrible so I like got rid of everything toilets changed all the wallpaper ran out of money didn't have a job so yeah we'd have to break into neighbours houses to use the toilet and eat their food 
wasn't a very popular sim. No, no. It's not where you could develop those characteristics yourself. No, no. I, I, I mean, you, you have admitted in uh, one of the other podcasts that you do think you're a psychopath. Yeah, but I don't, I think I'm a long way from breaking into a neighbour's house, using their toilet, stealing the food and running off before they like, well, can challenge me. Well, I think your neighbours should watch out. <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's, no. This whole point of Sims is you can like be the person you're not. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's quite a sinister sorry, just, side to it. Yeah, no. Just the real side of me to come out through Sims. Sorry. Yeah. Um... You just said yeah, and you've gone into people's houses. Sorry. Um, yeah. We also did another, another poll, poll of yes. who would you rather isolate with, and, and it ended up being okay. It didn't end up. It, it didn't end up being a draw technically. No. If we take away the fact that we voted for ourselves, you won by one vote. That means I'm a winner. I mean, I wasn't going to mention that. I wasn't going to mention well, it. Was, it wasn't quite fifty-fifty. I got nine, and you got ten. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. To be fair, though, my own mum voted for you. My own mother <laughs> would rather be self-isolated with someone that she's only ever met, like, twice. That made my day. I couldn't believe that. I, I honestly think it was a mistake. I prefer your mum to you. I can't but my brothers, my brothers voted for you. Yeah, well, that's understandable. No, it's not. It's a bit different to your own mother. I thought mum really liked me. <laughs> anyway... Evidently not. <laughs> um, since so, our last episode was obviously the one on vegetarianism and veganism. Plant-based diets. Plant-based diets, yes. Since then, I have tried my hardest to be vegan, but I've had to sort of be a vegetarian. Um, but, but you've since... Really good. You've since watched the documentary in its entirety. Uh, yeah. What were your thoughts... Uh, briefly, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I do... Definitely think there's a stigma yeah. around plant-based diets, and I think that'll I show. Definitely agree. Since being home, the shit I've got from my parents, my <laughs> god, and like my sister's boyfriend as well, just just needlessly taking the piss. Aww. They just they just had they haven't seen the documentary. They're not woke, but they did listen to the podcast. Mum listened to the podcast, and she came in. Obviously, she's not a huge fan of. It's not obviously with the the coronavirus period. It's not the best time to decide that you're not going to eat meat because you know it's quite getting food is a lot harder than it normally is yeah um, and she just came in and i said oh did you listen to it then did you listen to it then and she's got she just her only response was i don't think we give 20 percent of our water just to animals i don't think we just give them clean water it's like <laughs> I, i'm pretty we're not just going to give them dirty water i don't think but it's more the fact that we use it to um like grow their food and stuff yeah what I was getting yes. at. we're not just feeding them pristine clean water though i assume we're not just going to be giving them dirty water but anyway mm. How well, they're have... living organisms like us, so yeah, you know. but they can they can still fend for themselves. But we, we just don't, don't get... eat them. Yeah, um, I also so yeah, the stigma, especially with you know the fight, the Conor McGregor and the Nate Diaz fight. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that was only like fighting talk, but still, I think that might re represent something on a wider scale. Yeah. Um and also seeing the fat in the blood. That's um, what that's the that is the most significant mind blowing. Yeah, and I just the, sort of I was sort of watching it like this yeah, is disgusting. That's happening inside of you right now. Yeah, yeah that was the thing that stuck that that stays with you. Um, and I thought it was also interesting saying about natural antioxidants through um, you know eating veg and stuff. Oh yeah, more natural uh, antioxidants, and so many people. Um, you know, try and follow these different things, but don't go through the natural methods. So then why just not eat more vegetables? Yeah, that's one bit, actually. Yeah, I, I forgot about. But yes, no, it was... Um, But, so, obviously, I have already, re like, don't really eat that much meat anyway. But I watched this two days ago, and last night I had chicken for dinner, so obviously it didn't affect me the way it affected you. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that's one thing I want to know. I want people to watch it. And then I see if it's I, fucked them up as much as it's fucked me up, I basically. Think because I was all, I've already been aware and I've already reduced the amount I eat of dairy and meat so much. It's mm. not made that much of an impact to me because I've already like reduced it so much. Mm. But I think it really needs to be watched by people who are stubborn. 
Yeah, I think I, I did. I I think I was I was losing. I think I did. I mean, I was only best part of two weeks, but I think I did lose a little bit of weight in that time of well, being as vegan as possible, veggie as possible. Well, I think. Well, I definitely lost weight as well. I was looking. Yeah, I definitely lost weight when I um, stopped eating so much meat, and that would make sense when you see the amount of fat in the blood. Yeah. That, um, oh god, it's fucking. That's. Disgusting. But you, but that when I, I mean, I've not been affected as much as you, but maybe I'm not. I'm not as squeamish as you. Yeah, so. no, I legit think that might be the case. Um, right. Should we go on to the little things in life? Yes. Katie's so, Katie's favorite bit of the podcast. To be fair, it is as I pour myself a cup of a cup of tea, which is a tea from Sister in Green. Got oh. it. I really wish I bought some more. Um, so Holly Vipon actually sent this in. I wanted to talk about it anyway, but she like made the point about it. Um, so I don't know if anyone's seen anything about the goats in Llandidno in North Wales, um, but it, they have literally made the news in like all over the world. I know it's made it in um, Portugal, New Zealand. Um, I don't think oh, I was trying to think about Spain. Germany like it's made it in a lot of places like and I imagine more and it's been made out to be a goat town because everyone's inside um so these goats it's like a little I'm sure yeah people have seen the social media well on social media and on the news there's some great uh, pictures uh my friend Tom another Tom um, lives in Llandidno and there have been some near his house so he sent me some videos and photos so I'll post those um, and so these goats I think there's about 60 of them and they're called I wrote what they're called down because I didn't know this they're called Kashmiri goats and they're origin- originally from Kashmir what do, they, what do they eat? are they just like eating people's front gardens like bushes and grass and stuff? yeah yeah. They, what what's the local opinion? do you think they're a menace or do you quite like them? Um, I think, well, I think everyone's, like, finding it really funny that Slandid know, like, I mean, it's already people know it from the coastal side resort. It's not like this is a sudden thing that started occurring, like, all throughout me being friends with Tom on Snapchat, I've seen and like Siobhan as well, the videos they put up of the goats just walking down their street, which, if if that happened in Barry St Edmunds, God, there'd be an uproar. I can't imagine anything like that happening. I mean, Siobhan doesn't live anywhere near the these goats, but maybe like when she's been to London, oh, no, I, I definitely yeah. they are. Um, and there's about like sixty of them, I believe. But they've made their way down off the Orm in like in through the town, and they're just causing havoc. I mean, they're just living their best life. I'm actually well, there's, really there's no one. There's no one there. Yeah, they're just they're the, jealous. The city they're, is theirs. They're just roaming. And that's just quite funny because it's just it's made it's made a lot of people laugh. Yeah. And like it's even made the news. Like it's been on BBC. Yeah. Well, it's it's just a funny thing that's happened. It I is um, keeping up morale in these the, bizarre times. The police, times. though, like the police have literally had to post on social media and stuff. I know, like saying, <laughs> basically saying, don't come to Wales. Anyway like wales and all like welsh tourism has had to say i've had to say like don't come to wales which is something you would never ever expect obviously with all the coronavirus stuff but the north wales police have had to post saying please don't come to london no to see the goats now is not the time come after like when it's safe to travel yeah. this is not they're like this is not essential travel <laughs> yeah well i mean i think I mean, I'd steer clear of Wales as much as possible anyway, but yeah, I think, you know. <laughs> Your mother had words with you, Tom. Stop talking bad about Wales. Oh, I'm um, only joking. I'm only joking. I'm sure right. it's not quite as bad as the early 1950s, really. I don't believe it. And, but also... Oh, yes. Oh, no, you go. You go. Um, The other little thing in life that we wanted to mention was the clap for the NHS. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I th- this is it's actually it's every Thursday at eight o'clock. If you aren't already aware, it wasn't just last Thursday, so it's happening. It will happen the day before this episode comes out. But every Thursday, eight pm, I presume for as long as the um, as long as we're in isolation. Yes, clapping for the NHS. And I was so surprised at how many people 
did it i was sort of like oh it's a, it's a bit of a weird thing like, obviously i'm all for the cause my sister worked no, my sister I, was the same. I was like going outside your front door and just clapping people are gonna be like what the hell are you doing but obviously i'm all for the cause but literally down our street you could hear it in the air it was so so good and yeah it was really it was really wholesome mm. and like it did bring tears to my heart and like obviously like it's mainly for nhs workers but also just generally like essential workers people who are carrying on as normal in the end you know in these tough times it is like beautiful the fire station because i can see the fire station from where i am like they have their um trucks like they put the lights on and everything oh yeah yeah. that's really really touching if you didn't do it if you didn't do it yesterday or last thursday um do it it next thursday I reckon it's going to be really, really loud, like, the next one that happens. Yeah. Because last time I was just clapping. My dad can do, like, a really, really loud... <laughs> like, I can't do it. He can do it really loud. But, like, I think we'll get the pans and stuff yeah. next. Oh, my God, the pans. Fairs. Yeah, the only thing is, you know, no one really knows when to stop. You're always like, has it been a minute yet? Or you say, we ended up, we ended yeah. up doing it for about three or four minutes, I think. But, no, really, really good. Um, I did it when I started to get cold, actually, because it was freezing last week. Another quick thing that we haven't said on the podcast is <clears throat> we recently discovered that um if you when you listen to this podcast you can play it at a variety of speeds and this is something that i want to get across playing Please. it at half speed is hilarious it sounds like i don't know it sounds like we're really tired and drunk or you know literally i don't know ill basically it's it is it is funny it's an it's a new level of fun you can bring to podcasts it's just really, really funny. Play at half speed right now and see what I mean. Like, oh, I swear all apps just do it. I put on a podcast um, yesterday and forgot it was on half speed. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, it's that, not very good. It's not very good little... for like the introduction and the outro and like the little bits in between, but for just general discussion. I mean, I'm not really going to listen to a whole podcast of it half speed, <laughs> but if you hear a a little bit in in the podcast that you think actually they're speaking quite slow so yeah. maybe right now at half speed that would be maybe quite funny yes. yeah. well without further ado let's oh i've just lowered my chair um let's get in to the filling that is the pitta bread <laughs> of the little things in life podcast our question today was uh, a response to our episode two weeks ago mm. which was on cosmetic surgery i believe it's episode four um and our question we are asking ourselves just to talk about and think about in general and we'll obviously ask you too is what, what makes, makes us beautiful, beautiful? <laughs> oh well yeah what makes us beautiful basically the we got a lot of messages regarding the cosmetic surgery episode, but one yes. that really stood out was um, about this idea of how influential are big businesses and corporations on our own perception of beauty. And it's something that I've never really thought about, but I did find it quite interesting. This idea of do we pander to them or do they pander to us? You know, the, the argument was cosmetic industries promote unrealistic and unobtainable largely unobtainable body standards in order to sell their product do they prey on vulnerable people and is the media entirely responsible for what our perception of beauty is katie do you have any initial thoughts well i think this is a really hard question obviously there is no answer yeah but there is a lot of there is a lot of parts to it yeah there's it's like not an easy one to answer in that aspect where there's loads to talk about um, I mean, the Oxford definition of beautiful is having beauty or giving pleasure to the senses or mind, which, you know, I think is a very good summary of, you know, what it is. Um, but everyone's different in what they think is beautiful. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can break down this question into lots of different parts. Do you think that media is entirely responsible for? our perception of beautiful do you think that this idealized attractive man or woman you know talking about tanned very good skin muscly skinny maybe with like you know with girls it would be skinny but with big boobs and a big ass you know and 
you know, a perfect sort of like symmetrical, tanned, well-defined face. Do you think that that is entirely that that this image of attractive people is entirely brought about by the media? The media is responsible, and big industries are responsible for it. Or do you think it's a bit more like human nature? I think it's human nature, but social media is a huge, huge influence. You know, if you're surrounding your social media and if you're following people that you think are beautiful, but, well, obviously it depends on the individual's opinion on what beautiful is. But if you're following people who are really, really... Who are just not you, basically, and the more you're... You know, and if you're following similar looks or something and you the more you see you might want to be more like that but the thing is though I think about myself and I'm like you know whoever I follow on Instagram or you know if I buy any beauty products I know if I use these products I'm not gonna look like that person that's advertising it Mm. you know um like Shakira she was doing uh an advert for um teeth whitening I know I'm not gonna look like Shakira once I've brushed my teeth Especially if I've just brushed my teeth at eight o'clock in the morning. Jokes don't get up at eight o'clock in the morning. But do you know what I mean? Like, I I think it depends on your mentality as well. I'm also quite a realistic person where I know, like, if I'm following these people, I'm not going to be like, oh, I want to be that. I'm going to look like that. Yeah. I'm not going to get into a negative mindset where I feel like that is what I want to look like. Yeah, because I think think it's very different depending on... Your point of view on this question is going to be very different depending on if you're a boy or if you're a girl. And also, it just depends on, like, what type... You know, if you're an insecure person, that might be your... I I think it's really difficult. It literally depends on what type of a person you are. Yeah. I I agree. I think I think it's... I think a big part of it is nature, though, I think. I, I'm not a believer that if we, if we diversified our social media, if we saw a complete diverse range of models, we're talking about people of all sorts of body weights all sorts of skin colours, all sorts of, like, including, like, disabled people as well. If we completely diversified media and the modelling industry and, like, the cosmetic surgery industry, I think there would still be... You wouldn't suddenly see this complete randomisation of who finds what attractive. I think, you know, you're not going to find the same amount of people attracted to bald old Mm. men with beer bellies as you are tanned men with six packs that that you know that i think and you see it in nature as well animals pick their mates defined on their like physical fitness and so i think that to that extent it is completely natural but then again i did some research mm-hmm. and this website which was ironically called the little things no way talks about ah. talks okay. about how this idea of beauty has changed and obviously these are periods where we didn't have big corporations and big businesses but it was saying that the renaissance in italy during that period large foreheads pale skin blonde hair was very very like was considered the epitome of beauty in Mm -hmm. 18th century france it was all about being very very pale having double chins in the 1950s in the uk it was about being quite curvy you know we look at marilyn monroe as well by today's standards compared to like the supermodels and models of today, she would be considered large. Um, And the Egyptians were all about lots and lots of eye makeup. Um, And then ancient Greek as well. This was the most surprising was unibrows. Girls having unibrows was considered the most beautiful feature they could have. And then like, so I then, I then think, oh, it's all, it's all nature. Like you're attracted to people based on their fitness and, and then I'm like, but then again, unibrows. Mm. I mean, I know that's, that's nothing to do with that's nothing to do with fitness necessarily. But you, in the 20th century, 21st century, if you have a unibrow, there is no way you're not going to do something about that if you're a girl. It's just, it's just. It, but yeah. but that's also your perception of what a unibrow looks like. To some people, they might they might like that. You know, like some people you know, have really, really thick eyebrows. Mm. It's, it's just sort of like, personally, I wouldn't do that myself. No. I don't, you know, it, I know what you mean. I mean, I wouldn't have a unibrow myself and I don't think I have a one myself looking in the reflection now. Um, but 
again, it depends on... It's also might have been the fashion at the time. Yeah, well, that and, was that was the fashion of the time. And obviously they didn't have corporations and social media to like no. promote that rhetoric. There but, probably was like the um, people who were like people knew of, you yeah. know, like high, uh, like social, I don't know, I don't know what they used to call them. You so know, like... The unibrow of ancient Greece was sort of like the thigh gap of the 21st century. Interesting. Well, I don't know, because I don't even think that's considered particularly attractive nowadays. The six-pack. The... I've heard something. It's like the Katie Bold look. I don't know if you... Good God. Okay. <laughs> um, but what do you think about what do you think about diversified social media? Obviously, I think that's brilliant. But there is there would be there would be a line there is a line there regarding like obviously it's hot. you want you want pop culture to be inclusive and at the moment you could argue it's not very exclusive but it remains pop culture um, so things like Love Island for example you know that is that is pop culture despite it excluding a vast proportion of society because it's basically obviously personality plays a part but we're not talking about personality we're talking purely based on looks that is a show that is and we were saying about how um you know there are some people that have been on it who have been considered bigger just because Only they in relative terms of the show not in terms yeah. of society yeah in ter- but and in they're still ridiculously of- tanned and have really good skin yeah uh and you know at the time when they went on the show the amount of people that were saying things um about them and yeah. it's just yeah, because I, I don't I choose not to watch Love Island purely because I just don't like it. But I also don't like the fact that it is all it's purely based on people's attractiveness. I think well, yeah. it's not purely based on people's attractiveness, but oh, well, all people are talking about is who's the fittest girl, who's the fittest boy. But originally what, and in it, the in the program, it is literally on looks. Yeah, you choose who you want to be with on on who on what they look like on the first episode you know yeah. they, they have no idea what they sound like or anything they are just choosing who they find the most attractive yeah and so i i like that's that's the basis why i don't really like watching the show i also think it's a bit like brain dead tv it's just not my sort of thing but i accept it's very very popular and i yeah. accept it's part of pop culture and i think if it was really that damaging on society surely people would just reject it like I it may come as a shock to listeners that I don't have a six pack. Sometimes if I breathe in and I haven't had like a big dinner the night before, first thing in the morning I can see like the top two. No joke. I I don't have a six pack, but it is it is in it's not like impossible for me to get one. Like if I wanted to, if I could put in the work and I could I could get one. But I literally can't be asked. But I'm mm. not gonna lie to myself and be like, oh, you know, I'm not fat. I'm re- like I'm happy in the way I am. Like I know that there are aspects of my body which are ugly, and I know that other people would think them they're ugly. And I'm like, but I like, I don't. It doesn't bother me though. It doesn't bother me like, to the extent to which like I'm being demonised by society. Mm-hmm. I know that I could try and I could reap the benefits of having six six pack that would undoubtedly make any person more attractive implying that it's not um these like idealized body images aren't completely impossible to achieve mm. in a way. um but uh with but cos- i guess cosmetic- obviously for some people you know if you're looking at the likes of kendall jenner kylie jenner kim kardashian if you're looking at their how their waist size you know some people aren't very realistic in the sense that you know these people have had work done mm. you know like i know in the past yeah. i've shown i've shown my mum pictures of um celebrities and she's like but katie like your body type and their body type they've had as well they've had work done you you know and i'm not, I'm not saying i want to look like them but i'm just being like wow like look at that yeah, yeah, because I think cosmetic surgery is more based on facial features as it is like the actual appearance of your body. I suppose you can get like boob jobs and stuff like that, but you can, you can get all sorts. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Well, I was gonna. I was thinking yeah. it's mainly it's mainly it's more facial features because those are things you can't really change through. It's probably more ways. It's probably more face, but you know, 
Um, you can get uh, fat. You can get fat moved from your stomach to your bum. That's yeah. supposed to be what Kim Kardashians had done. Um, have you seen that um, man? Like he's like the the male Ken, the the real life Ken Barbie doll, and no. he's had like I think it's like thousands, if not like over a million, like spent on cosmetic mm. surgery to make him look. He yeah. like he doesn't look like he used to at all. Like his whole body is cosmetic surgery. Yeah. It also boils down to he's done that all to his body. His reasons are his reasons, and he's done that to make himself look a certain way. Mm. And you know that's where it's down to the individuals. You know he's not. I don't think. I mean, obviously, I I don't know what his reasons for doing it are. But would he have done that to just like who? There's no one that looks like that that I can think of in the public eye, um, any celebrities. Like, he's not doing that to to please anyone. I think he's just doing that to please himself. Yeah, I don't know. I've never... I haven't seen this guy. But... I have to show you a picture. Yeah. Do you think, though, that the cos- cosmetic surgery companies are... Because I don't feel like they're telling me I'm ugly. But do you think they're preying on vulnerable people? Because I said this... I, I was talking to the, my dad about this. And he was like, oh, yeah, I think they definitely do. And he said, he uses the example how he thinks that whenever, you, you know, first dates, the show, and I, I agree with him, he said that people always look so much better in, like, the bit after the date where they're just talking to the camera than they do when they're fully made up for the date. And I was like, oh, actually, I think, obviously, like, they still have makeup on because in front of cameras they will have some makeup on. But mm-hmm. they're not, they haven't made that much effort. I know that's not really cosmetic, well, no, it is cosmetic, but it's not cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Um, but do you feel like they're telling you you're ugly or or not? Because I don't think, I don't, the, I, at the end of the day, I think there's, there's no stigma with getting cosmetic surgery. Yeah, some very attractive people get cosmetic surgery and it makes them look worse. Some, well, people who wouldn't be, not ugly people, but people who wouldn't fit into this, like, perceived arbitrary, like, standard of beauty that supposedly the media or, like, you know, films and stuff has portrayed get cosmetic surgery but that cosmetic surgery companies are providing a service at the end of the day to change the way you look in a way that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to do yeah i don't i don't feel like they're um what did you say making me making you feel ugly do, yeah do you think that because I, I don't think they're telling you telling you telling no, people that they're ugly so but do you all. think they are preying on vulnerable people going out because i don't think they're going out the way to prey on vulnerable people no i I think the thing is i feel like in saying that like you know you can't do anything Mm, but i can understand how people would feel that way it's the same with like fat shaming i don't agree with fat shaming obviously but i do think you can't promote unhealthy lifestyles in the same way you can't promote alcohol abuse drug abuse smoking you know and it's also the same with like anorexia as well like there is no that no one's promoting that kind of thing Mm. but i think it's good to have a little bit of pressure from society to be like to frown upon unhealthiness i don't i'm not saying people should be shouting at obese people in the streets being like you're disgusting if if there wasn't needs to be a bit of pressure there because you can't promote unhealthy lifestyles and i think there is a line if you're diverse if you're making your um social media feed more diverse there is a line where you've got to be like you can't make it so diverse to the extent that Mm. you're promoting severely overweight people and obesity because i don't think that's a good idea no i think that's a valid point but in terms of like with the um cosmetic uh what you're saying before with like um the ugliness or whatever i mean i was on instagram today and i was just looking through someone off love island's um instagram and she'd like um advertised like do you think she's advertising this is this then um make people go and get it because they need to change what they look like like it's a lip uh it's like a lip balm which plumps it's like a lip plumper i don't know you you've tried lip plumper before <laughs> no i haven't when? No, in drummer in first year where um it was like a tingling thing sensation on your lips and you hated it uh, not off the top of my head, but I, it probably oh did happen. Oh my god, oh, you hated it. Yeah, well, I can, I can imagine I did hate it, but I can't remember, I can't remember 
Anyway, um, but this is like a different one, and it um, and so it really, really plumps your lips up. And even I was kind of like, oh, like that would be quite nice. But I, but I'm not doing that for. Uh, I'm just doing that because I'm like, oh, I think that would look really nice. So would you say? But, would you say you feel excluded? Do you think that social media and these companies are excluding, making you feel excluded from what is considered a part of society, which, or maybe not a part of society, just a part of culture that and discourse that you're not. Do you feel like you're excluded from it because you're not? You feel like you don't look like that. Um. Well, I know. Um, I I I know what you mean, but I would never say that I'm excluded. But then again, I'm not. I'm not like what you you see in the mead like in the cosmetic industry mm. if that makes sense yeah like, like a person like me like me this isn't in a thing way at all but a person like me would never make it in the modeling industry like that would just never happen but unless unless it was for being like a bit different maybe like do you know like these uh people i mean i know there's more like models i can't remember her name but she's got different um, different coloured skin on her body. I don't know if... I... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I, well, I, know, I know the sort of thing you're talking about, yeah. You know, like, they are... Like, moles and stuff, and then people who have also been subject to, like... Yeah, because there are people who have very big, like, moles, and there are people who have different patches, of, different coloured patches of skin. Yeah, also, and you've like, got, like, about people Katie Piper. Like, burns. She's... Is that the person with the burns? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so you've got, you've, you know, like, you've got more... I suppose different, but, but either that's way, what we're talking like, about, when we're saying diversifying social but media. But either media. way, these people, like the model that I'm thinking of, she's she's um, been a model for Victoria's Secret. She has an amazing, amazing body. Like mm. she's not she's not overweight or whatever you class as overweight. Um, so that, it it yeah. It, it, if it's it really was, I just I thought if it really was excluding, if popular culture really was so excluding, then it wouldn't remain popular culture, and it it is in your power to be either be part of popular culture and be proud of it. Or, I think it's part or of reject us that... it. And I, there are lots of very attractive people who completely reject these generic, um, like idealized, sexy, and attractive men and women who are. But I, I think it's part of like our human nature to like to like appreciate like beauty and like mm. you know i follow yeah. it's intrinsic it's intrinsic to how we feel if you're if you look good you feel good it, that is just that is going to be nature if you think you look good you're going to feel good like sometimes i follow these people like almost for like a motivation like yeah i could do something like i i could go and do a bit more exercise well, no, but you could like you could it is it's in it is in most people's mm. uh, like ability it's not completely arbitrary and completely impossible to achieve like and also i think i one thing i was thinking of is like a lot of people i know who've had cosmetic surgery were already considered very attractive mm. you know you you see it's not it's not like but these people have def- definitely well, like cosmetic not um plastic yeah no definitely cosmetic you know, if... I, i'm only thinking of i'm i'm purely thinking of girls i can't think of any boys but think of any boys that has cosmetic surgery um but yeah, no, they like they went into it being already considered by like most people very attractive well, that, to my understanding. I think that boils down to um insecurity of a person again. Mm. And it's just if people are doing things to um to make themselves happy and what they you know, what they think would look good on them. Yeah. And you Which know, isn't bad at all. Because I yeah, I because I don't think I don't think boys really care if you're skinny or curvy. And I think boys. I think I think that is a, that, that's a very difficult thing to say. I think people do. I think well, no, I think boys are very judgmental. I think well, I think people Girls, are just very everyone, judgmental. Everyone, yeah. Not, but I think I don't I, if like a, a skinny supermodel or someone who's relatively quite curvy or even overweight. I don't think. I don't think boys are going to instantly be like, oh, yeah, the, the model's fitter. I don't think. But that's, again, it's a difficult one because... Yeah. But re- rejecting or following 
popular culture or this idealized perception of beauty isn't necessarily right or wrong anyway either no it's, no it's just not. it's just but something that exists do you think it's a vicious circle in german we say es ist ein teufelskreis um, um do you think know. it's a vicious circle if you're following people with it depends on what your perception of perfect images are but these people with um who are posting pictures that they obviously want you to see mm. with they've got no imperfections yeah like, well, I think I don't know. I think I I don't feel excluded from society from this. I don't feel like, and I don't feel like people are telling me I'm ugly. And I I'm not going to lie to You're myself. Ugly. And I know I know that um, <laughs> you know I there is a lot I can do, a lot of natural things I can do. It's within my power to make myself to like be to lose more weight and to um, like in the majority of cases, if you are overweight or fat, like. It isn't your ability to change that and i think you know i think the fast food industry i reckon is probably more exploitative than the cosmetic surgery uh cosmetic surgery industry um and i think a bit of pressure on society is in, in some cases a good thing but i get how it must really demonize some people and really like and really damage and prey on vulnerable people and, and like i would never condone the likes of fat shaming or telling people yeah. that they're ugly because you know, it's, beauty is, I think, arbitrary. Mm. But I, I, I do think part of it. I don't think media is entirely responsible for that. And I also think naturally, age is a you know like a big difference on different perceptions of beauty. Like I was watching a film with my mum, and I was saying about how pretty the actress was she mm. was like no i don't think so she was like i think she needs some more makeup and i was yeah. like but then so i was like mum you can't say that i think she's naturally pretty and then the next thing she would worn a dress i was like oh she'd look nice but if she had a tan yeah but like if we you know if these things weren't available to us would we be saying those types of things yeah. also uh, Peter and I were shaving Nicholas's head and my dad had got my grandma on a video call and she could see what we were doing. She was going, Nicholas, no, don't do yeah, it. Don't I've, do it. But I've we were saying, we were saying, no, Nicholas, this really, really suits you, this shorter hair. She was like, no. So like different, percent. it's it's age is a massive thing as well. Yeah, but I know people, I know people who like, when once they put makeup on, they completely change their appearance. Not necessarily yeah. for, be- for better or for worse, but you know, there, there people- are some people who look, amazing without makeup on mm. and you know there are some people who obviously i know i get i reckon a lot of people feel more comfortable with makeup on but i'd say my makeup is is tan i feel nice yeah i think that's the thing tan. i think yeah i i don't find lots and lots of makeup attractive but i don't think many people do but then i can no. understand that people might put lots and lots of makeup on because it makes that the more layers they put on the more secure they feel but i would never say I was going to say, like, is makeup necessarily an improvement to someone's looks? I'm not convinced it is. I don't think. Maybe. I just think for a lot of people, just makeup is confidence. Mm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know, I know sometimes I look back at photos and I'm like, why was I like, like, why have I put that makeup on? Mm. Like, I'd look better without it. That is, even in our lifetimes, we've seen this, this, like, the idea of beauty change. Like, we were talking about this yesterday. And I was saying about just the nature of like haircuts in like 2010, 2011, 2012, you had like the Justin Bieber, Harry Styles hair where loads and loads of boys had really, really long hair. And you look back on pictures like that now and you're just like, what the hell is that? And that's that's the space of 10 years. I know. And it's even like, I know this is really random, but like when it comes to nail varnish, like I used to have like this uh, crackling thing and it used to like, I don't know if you ever saw it, it looked like... (laughs) girls would know what it is but it would separate on your nails and it would look awful oh. I, maybe not but like i i look back and i'm like why did my mum let me do that like yeah. that's awful but that's just a phase a magnetic nail varnish as well it's mm. just literally just phases that we go through but it is fashion so who or what do you think is responsible for defining beauty i think it's it's a we've sort of concluded it's a variety of things media and it's, the industry plays a part but nature also plays a lot big part too yeah yeah. I agree. Which another this is a theme that obviously popped up in episode four when we were talking about it is do attractive people ha- have an advantage in life? Unfortunately, I think they definitely do. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's, I think it's, if you're working in the modeling industry, 
you know, depending yeah. on what what type of, uh, you know, if you're in the modelling industry, you it definitely are. Definitely does. I think if you're in media, it definitely does. Though there are a lot, there, yeah. are, there are a lot more fat but men then, in media than there are fat women. I have a lot of respect for the likes of... Is it Owen Wilson, the actor, the blonde actor with the broken nose? Yeah. He's... Do you know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the, um, like, yes, I do. He, he was in Zoolander. Of, yes, and he's the voice of Lightning McQueen. Yeah, and, like, he he's in the public eye. Well, there are lots he, of people, yeah, I think... And, like, you know, like, he's... And I, actors. You know, obviously, it's something that I can relate to, and I was oh, like, yeah. he's got such an obviously broken nose... But, like, he must be so comfortable in himself, doesn't mm. feel like he needs to change at all and doesn't feel the pressures to change yeah. that. He could. He could so change that, but... The only thing, the only part of that, of from a boy's point of view, the only thing I don't really like is how, like, men's high-end fashion is exclusively for very skinny people. Like, not, like, we're talking about, like, Tom Ford, Hugo Boss, Paul Smith, you know, maybe even, like, Fred Perry, like, their suits and stuff. They're, like, when you go to, like, department stores their high-end fashion is all and we when we spoke about this yesterday when we were planning episodes you mentioned how as a girl shopping for clothes is so much harder than as a boy and i completely agree yeah as a boy shopping for clothes is so much easier than being a girl because it's you know it's extra extra small up to three four xl whereas with a girl it's you know you've got all sorts of bizarre numbers and it's all sorts of like body shapes of women vary a lot more than body shapes of men. Yeah, exactly. But even the likes of like when you go into a, a shop and you got petite, you've got. Do you remember we've got the the tall? Do you remember you buy the long trousers? Oh God, those those jeans. These jeans were literally like my height. <laughs> these were like five foot eleven jeans. They were. It was mad. It was. <laughs> Yeah, we should. We'll put that. We'll put that on the. uh, We'll put that on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, Yeah. and you know, like if you're by, if you are, you know, obviously it's different categories, but tall. Um, what is it? Petite. I'm trying to think what the large one is classed as. What they say. What there was mum jeans as well, which I thought was a bit bizarre. But that's just a type jeans. Oh, is it? I I don't want to base my fashion to look like a mum. But you've got the like the different sections, um, but and I was saying yesterday like I don't consider myself to be a large, but in different places I am. Yeah. And like, it's just it's it's it obviously it depends on how you feel. But sometimes when you go shopping, and if I ended up being a large, it's like oh really? Like yeah. it's just not the best feeling. Shall we do our lists? Yeah. Just before so we wrap this up. Yesterday we said like we're gonna list like attractive males and attractive females. Yeah. So like, do you in wanna, public eye. You just pick we I've picked I've ended up I've my list have ended up being quite long. Oh i I only did three for Okay, each. say your three girls and I'll see if I've got any. Well I did four actually I lie. I did four and a five. Okay, so these are people that we thought media would class these were like the beauty standards that industry and media has forced upon us and these are my list is mainly actresses and actors but well i've got a couple of like musicians and like people sports people as well but it's mainly actors and actresses so for the females i said blake lively i don't know if you know who blake lively that's not on my list if if they're all we'll just cut out she's ryan reynolds's wife oh i ryan reynolds is on my list I was gonna put Ryan Reynolds oh, down. Right, okay. Say the say your other women. Blake Lively, Beyonce, Beyonce's Jennifer Lopez, Beyonce and Jennifer list. Aniston. Jennifer Aniston is so we only had Beyonce and Jennifer Aniston. Mine, my, my, I had Cara Delevingne, Margot Ronnie, Robbie, Jennifer Ronnie. Lawrence, Natalie uh. Portman, Kieran Knightley, um, Dua Lipa. Oh yeah. Um, I said I'm not. I don't really know the Kardashians, but I said Kardashians. Um, but, but those yeah, yeah. those were sort of like I reckon. I mean, I've got quite a long list. Right, what about boys? Uh, David Beckham. Yes. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Oh no, I didn't put him in. But that's a that I. Sh- yeah, I would agree with that though. Liam Hemsworth. Yes, I put Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, I put him and Channing Tatum as well because I thought like these. <laughs> yeah. I, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. As yes, well. I put Leo. I didn't put Pitt. I should have put Pitt. Oh, um, we would have had them all the same. Then. I put I put Zac Efron. Um, oh, I was gonna put Zac Efron, but I decided against it. I didn't have any more space. Matt Damon. Yeah. Orlando Bloom. 
Oh yeah, he's with Katy Perry. I put Tom Cruise and Daniel Craig, but I think yeah, Tom Cruise and Daniel Craig. Harry Styles, I put. Current yeah. Harry Styles. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And oh, who's that? Alex Pettifer. I don't know who that is. Was the blonde one who plays Alex Ryder in Stormbreaker? And we watched a film. Like he's obviously he's quite old. He's a fair bit older now, so he's not quite as attractive as he was. I don't think probably by these, these um, Stumps. this be- these beauty standards. But yeah. So okay. So this proves our point in a way. I think it was it was kind of a mix. We had quite a few in common. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No. So an interesting experiment. <laughs> Okay. Um, so well, yeah. I think that's that's all for this week. We're drawing to an end. Yes, I've been Tom in Barry St Edmunds. I've been Katie in North Wales. Thankfully, the Wi-Fi's carried on. Enjoy your the rest of your self isolation period as much as you can. Yeah, um, look after yourselves. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay well. We hope you're. We hope. You're, we hope we're finding you in the best health. We should have said that at the beginning. Um, but yes, keep on listening to the podcast. Keep on sending suggestions in. If you've got any cool ways that you're spending your self isolation period, let us know and we'll read them out. Yeah. We'll put more things on the Instagram. Yes. Um. So. Usually we have a little, you know, um, a quote or words of um, wisdom. This week I saw on Instagram um, a Norwegian word. And I have actually, in case you didn't know, I've been to Norway. And I have uh, messaged a Norwegian relative for the pronunciation of this. And It's, it's a lovely word. Well, the meaning behind it's lovely. Yeah. Um, so you spell it K-O-S, but it's sort of like kus. I think that's how you pronounce it, kus, like yes, that. As far as, as we are aware. So it's it's classed as a kind of instant happiness when you feel safe, warm, and good together. And it's a typical Norwegian luxury of simplicity where small joys make you feel great. And I think it's important now, you know, obviously everyone's inside, can't do exactly what we want to be doing, but it is important to find the small joys that do make us happy. Yes. Um, and you know work on yourselves have some you time and it's just some time to think and reflect you know yeah um and it's it's just a it's an idiomatic word like it's not directly translated but i just think it's a really nice word to think about yes so yeah i'll leave with that one kus brilliant well that's the end that's the end for this week yeah we'll see you next week next week's episode we're gonna do something slightly different but you'll have to wait you'll have to wait and see and uh yeah all right see you next week see you next week stay safe stay safe